0: This episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by actorrated.com, the internet's only place to find ratings and reviews for headshot photographers, acting classes, and more. See what other actors are talking about and recommending. To learn more, visit actorrated.com.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Inside Acting. I'm AJ Meyer. And I'm Trevor Elgott. And on this podcast, we interview casting directors, agents, managers, other actors, and sometimes all of the above in one episode. And then we package it up into this little podcast and deliver it to an internet near you. (laughs) That's
0: right. That that was really well done. Thank Uh, you. That's right. And, uh, you know, we, as we like to say, we are just two dudes with a podcast. We don't uh, pretend to know all the answers. So if you guys hear something on this podcast that you maybe disagree with or that you agree with and just want to kind of chime in and add your two cents, uh, a lot of different ways to get in touch with us. You can start by going to InsideActingPodcast.com. And on this episode, we decided to do a little more field
1: work, a la our episode at actor fest or showbiz Expo and we went out to the LA actor tweet up to interview the people who created that and some of the attendees including um, you know uh, uh, former some former I, I'm not I don't want to give it away some former inside acting guests make mm-hmm. an appearance some some cool. in, some inside acting alums cool. make an appearance cool uh, you know
0: I think this I, I, I wasn't <laughs> able to tag along for this one but I think this is actually really valuable because we're hearing from a lot of actors who so are out there kind of doing it every day. And so far in the podcast, we've had people who have kind of been successful in their kind of with their projects, but we've only heard our perspective on what it's like to kind of be where we are, and just kind of make you know doing the daily grind. So I'm I'm excited to hear uh, what you what you got.
1: Yeah, I tried to, I tried to get a cross section of a bunch of different uh, people, and I talked to a couple of casting directors, talked to a bunch of actors, talked to the people who created the LA actor tweet up, and um, a couple of actors who. Uh, sort of a lot of actors you'll hear at this event have gotten together and created groups where they're starting to create their own their own work and their own material um, and I guess Love that it. that wouldn't have happened had they not met people each yeah. other <laughs> each other at the LA <laughs> yeah. actor tweet up yeah exactly yeah. Cool. so <clears throat> it's a it's a, it's a lot of fun so stay tuned for that So hey everybody, welcome to episode fifty-seven. Yeah, it's uh it's been it's been it's been uh, what tumbleweeds over here?
0: <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. We should just we should quickly say something about that. It's uh, the summer months have been uh, slightly more difficult to get in touch with people um, than I think both of us anticipated. And we're also both, you know, involved with the war cycle. We're working several different jobs, and Carmageddon did play a little bit of a role in uh, one of our interviews that we had set up for last week. So, so um, it's been
1: just one thing after another, after yeah, another, after another. Yeah. But it's not all crazy news. We also have some good news, right? We do, as yeah. you may have noticed at the at the top of show, Trevor. You want to kind of uh, give people a synopsis? It, it is. Uh, yeah, uh, your, yeah, your voice at the top of the show.
0: <laughs> well, uh, as you guys heard, Actor Rated is now uh, one of our official sponsors on the podcast, another sponsor, and we're really excited to have them on board. I know AJ and I had a quick conversation about um, having a service for actors be a sponsor in the podcast because it, it seemed at first to kind of conflict with our integrity policy a little bit. You know, like we don't want to have people paying us off to feature their service, but Activated is kind of an exception because they are in the service of, of democratizing the. Uh what am I trying to say here? They're like the Yelp of the industry right now, and they're what they do is they give everybody kind of an equal voice to say, "Hey, this headshot photographer is awesome." Hey, this acting class sucks. Hey, this workshop; these workshop people are a scam. Hey, these people are awesome. This people, you know, it, it it's a great kind of service. It, it's basically what we do in the podcast here, just in a different kind of form. Yeah. And so uh, after we talked about, it, we were like, "Oh my god, this is perfect!" And we're so thrilled to have uh, Activated on board because we think that they are an absolutely essential service. So whenever I get uh, a recommendation for a headshot photographer. You know, I'm on that Facebook group, actors supporting actors, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are plugging their services on there, um, or they'll be looking for a headshot photographer or something. I immediately jump over to Actor Rated and I research these people, and it's been really, really useful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're there's... we're thrilled to to be working with them.
1: Like Trevor said, it's been tough because you know we we don't want to like feature like a uh, uh, somebody who does. You know, somebody who cuts reels for actors or somebody who um, does casting director workshops or somebody who does classes or something because there's so many different types of services out there. Like, there are a ton of people who cut reels for actors. There's a ton of people who do yeah. casting director workshops. There's a ton of people who take headshots. There's a ton of people who do classes. And if, so it's and like,
0: if we, if we, I'm sorry to interrupt you, if we do feature people like that, we usually look for a unique angle that they have. Like, the new British school guys are, are coming to mind. you know, like, we brought right. them on because they have such a well, cool story.
1: Right. And in addition to that, they were willing to sort of offer something to our listeners right and yeah. and what we want to do is bring just added value to the podcast exactly. for, for you guys for our listeners and so um a couple of things really stood out to us with Actuated. one being that uh they you know we've we've spoken with john and i actually uh i'll give a little uh foreshadowing here i actually get a, got a chance to talk to him at the LA actor tweet up Um, and we've talked to him about it before. And we know that um, he has a very similar integrity policy to our own. And in addition to that, there's really no other service like it out there. I mean, you can compare it to Yelp, but it's not Yelp and there's no such thing as a Yelp for actors. Um, other than actor rated yeah so those those kind of things make us made us feel a little bit better about bringing them on as a sponsor and we hope you guys agree um and if you have concerns about it feel free to get in touch with us but uh you know that's uh that's our our new sponsor so we hope you guys are as excited about it as we are
0: i have to say too that um i i have a i have a business listing up there i mean we have our inside acting podcast profile but i also have my animation voiceover demo business listed up there and, um, I, I needed to change the, uh, the name recently and I wanted to replace the logo that I have up there and edit some other information that you can't kind of do on your end. You have to email them. And so I did, and I, they got back to me within like 10 minutes and everything was taken care of like immediately. So not only do you get a great service, but you get great customer service from them. Right. So, right. um, yeah, again, thrilled, thrilled to, to be, uh, to be an actor rated, uh, partner here.
1: And that, and that's cool that you, that you, um, Uh, you know, full disclosure, we have inside acting up there. You have your business up there and just because they are sponsoring us does not mean that we get to tweak anything to do with our profiles. And John actually talks about that in the, in the interview. So I'm really glad I got a chance to talk to him and, and it it, it just was sort of fortuitous that it happened to be this episode, the first episode that they're sponsoring
0: Yeah. Yeah. On that note, we've said this a couple of times in the podcast before, but, but we want to be as absolutely transparent as possible. Um, we want you guys to know that we we will never sell out, <laughs> so to speak. And, um, if you have any questions about anything that we do in the podcast or why we interview somebody or why we feature this or that, or say the things we do or feature the people we do or partner with the people we do, let us know, just give us a call, um, send us an email, send us a tweet, whatever we want to be as transparent with that stuff as possible because we know that this podcast has zero value for you guys. If you can't trust the source. So, so I just wanted to reiterate that.
1: Cool. So, uh, what the F, I mean, you mentioned the (laughs) war cycle, but like, what have we been up to?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, we both know. Kind of recently, it's been the war cycle, um, which is really exciting. But before that, All I mean, the, time. The, the last thing that we talked about, I think I was just getting ready to do friend or the uh, group at the Fringe Festival. Wow, it's been that, that was it's been it's <clears throat> been like three four weeks it's now. Been a so, while. wow, so uh, and that
1: went great. From my point of view, I was there on quote unquote closing night of that. From my point of view, that went. Amazing! It was. cool. Uh, yeah. I had a fantastic time. You guys were spot on. It was. Pro- I've seen that show probably six, seven times, and that was probably my the best performance I, I, I saw. So let me toot cool. your horn a little bit, and then you can kind of talk about it from your your perspective. What was it like yeah. being part of the Fringe?
0: It was cool. It was just. It was a Fringe festival. I, the only other experience I had with the Fringe festival was the Philadelphia Fringe Festival years and years and years ago, where we were you know, bringing in flats every night to build the set and then yeah. staying late to tear it down and driving around a big U-Haul truck with everything in it. <laughs> um, everybody like looking for parking and, and it, you know, it, it's, a, it's definitely an experience um, and this was, was no different. But um, what was really cool was that the audience were all people that really, really wanted to be there to see theater. Yeah. A lot of times the audience will be friends of cast members and, you know, you get people that want to see theater, but usually in my experience, um, the people that I talk to are friends or family members of cast members and then the occasional reviewer and the occasional, you know, person that just kind of walked in off the street. But at the fringe, it was like everybody was there because they heard it was a cool show. You nice. know, very few people actually knew somebody in the cast and that was a a pretty cool experience.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and, tough, and a tough one to kind of create in Los Angeles. I feel like, yeah, unless yeah. you like get amazing reviews and, the word of mouth really spreads. And and in which case you just have to have an amazing show.
0: Yeah. You know, exactly. And then we're, we're, we're excited to, um, to hopefully do something like that with gospel. According to the first squad. Yeah. The show that we're yeah working on. I would,
1: I mean, if that, I don't, I don't know that I've ever been in a show where I believed more that it deserved an audience. Like yeah. n- if, if someone, if, if I've done a show with someone who's listening to this right now, please don't take offense to that. I just like the war cycle is like, you know the Los Angeles Theater Ensemble's Opus. You know, and 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 it's going to be the signature that Tom Bermister and the and the ensemble sort of leave on planet Earth. I feel like, and this play <laughs> is not only I think one of the funniest of the of the the thus far three plays of the series, but also because we managed to. Um, well, this is something we we haven't said on the podcast yet. We managed
0: to meet our Kickstarter goal. Yeah, the production right. values. Thank, oh, and thank you so much to the podcast listeners who donated. There were like bunch like yeah. way more than i thought would. we had to
1: record a lot of push-up videos for you guys
0: we're thank still you. going too it's yeah. so cool just like people just jumped in and didn't even like send us an email saying like hey i donated it was just like a totally selfless like awesome here you go yeah so thank uh, you guys
1: absolutely amazing yeah. we have such a supportive community here I, I i'm like so humbled by it every single time yeah and and because of you we hit we made our goal and that sort of upped the the production value well sort of it did absolutely up the production values of this already amazing show. So you know, it's like, the, it was already this amazing show. Uh, we spent the last year, you know, doing some rewrites. Um, we, we, we had some, you know, some auditions uh, and recast some roles and then, and then uh, brought it all together with this amazing production. Now we're adding this production value on top of that. So, uh, you know, a little, a uh, upgrade on costume a little upgrade on props a little upgrade on on the set and the lighting and everything and and when i look at the show now it's it it's amazing that it could have possibly come so far because i already thought it was great when we were doing the workshop yeah last year so like i said i, I don't think i've ever been involved in a show that i thought deserved m- more than than anything uh, an audience yeah um, you know I, I mean, I know everyone says that about their show in LA, but <laughs> I was, guess what? I'm,
0: I'm sitting behind a microphone right now. <laughs> right, right. I was, um, I was having this conversation with Tom earlier today, actually, and it was just like, how do you tell people, how do you like really convey how much you believe in the show? Cause I feel the same way you do. I've done some amazing stuff out here that I was very proud of and very proud to tell people about, but nothing kind of had the same kind of timber as, as the war cycle and this like show, this show specifically, like, and I was just thinking, like, how do I tell people, you know, like, come see my show. It's really, really awesome. It's like, how many times do all of us hear that right. every week? Right. But this show has something special, you know? I mean, it's a fun show. It's kind of, it's got a lot of action. There's guns, there's army stuff, but there's also this really kind of guns deep, and army stuff. this deep kind of dilemma heart to it where it's like, you see both sides of this argument and it's something that you're going to be thinking about and talking about and. Um, and I think the biggest upgrade, I mean, aside from the lights and the new sound and some of the other special effects that we have that you guys should come see to check out. Cause there's some really exciting stuff, at least, you know, for us, you and me specifically. <laughs> oh, I know what um, you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but, but also I think I'm amazed at how, how fully the actors have settled into their characters. I mean, the, I feel like I know PFC Gurman and Muhammad and PFC Wright, and Rosh, and all these... Guys. I feel like I know those people. They're not just characters that these actors play anymore. Like, we've spent enough time now with these people, and they found so many different layers between the workshop last year and, and now, you know, our, yeah. our, our second-to-last dress rehearsal before our preview. It, it's... It's incredible. I'm up. am on stage, and I believe every word that every one of these guys is saying. And I've never experienced that so consistently throughout a production.
1: Yeah, I, I, I feel like we're all having a, a difficult time calling each other by our real names. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody just walks around calling me Mo now. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm short for Muhammad and calling you Gabriel, and and just calling each other by character names. And and I think it's I think it's you know partly because you know there's three Erics and two Michaels and, you know, in terms of the actors, but also because of what you said people just really invested in these, in these characters. It's absolutely <laughs> they, true. they inhabit
0: them so fully. I've never seen, I've never seen a cast of this size do something like that. So completely, there's something really special about this play. Yeah. And, and I know we're totally tooting our own horns, but like, I don't know how to convey, yeah. How fully I believe this, you know, how like I feel it to my core and I want to be like, you don't understand. And just like (laughs) shake people and be like, it's amazing. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) I feel like that too.
1: I feel like that too. And then, I mean, maybe we should talk about this on the podcast. It's kind of like a, a downer note after talking about this amazing show, but you feel that, energy of like feeling it to your core and being so passionate about it is met head on with this sort of like apathy and the thing that you talked about an episode or two ago about like people not wanting to go out to theater i feel like when i invite people to show like people say yes i will come and i don't believe them i know (laughs) like I i immediately like you're lying to me I'm like I'm like I'm like oh you got to come to my show it's really good blah, blah blah and I say all the things that I, I you know I'm passionate about about the show trying to you know convince them to come and then like oh yeah I'll totally check it out and in the back of my mind I'm like no you're not
0: yeah and you know what you know what it is and I I'm probably going to get some flag for this but I think it's because like I said we all hear this every week from all our <clears throat> actor friends yeah and you know after three or four of spending $25 and 3 hours on a Friday night looking for parking and you go to see a show that's That your friend is in and it's, you know, it's an all right show. Sometimes it's good. Oftentimes it's not. (laughs) Your friend might be really good. They may not. I mean, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like call out other people and put us on a pedestal here. But I'm saying I understand that, you know, like after enough of those experiences, you're like, I don't want to go see another 99 seat theater production because I don't know if it's going to be any good. Like even if the person that's in it tells me it's good, of course they're going to say it's good. Even if it got great reviews, like you said, you said this a few episodes ago, AJ, you said even bad theater gets good reviews. Yeah. A lot of the time. theater gets bad So it's like, how do you, how do you tell people? And I think that you just got to like push, push, push to get the people that you know will come and then just hope that the word of mouth spreads. Yeah. Because, and then, you know, try to be, I guess on the internet promoting it, but I don't even know if that works anymore. You know? Yeah. I think, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's,
1: I try my best to do personal invitations. You know, I yeah. try my best to like call people or email them or Facebook them, but I don't do it. Uh, I try to avoid mass, uh, yeah. contact as much as possible and just really try to, you know, focus in and, Use a sniper rifle as opposed right. to a shotgun, right. you know, like we've talked about on the podcast
0: before. What I'm hoping is that we'll get, we'll get some solid audiences, you know, at the preview this weekend and the next weekend, opening weekend, and that enough momentum we'll gain from that that word of mouth will start to spread the same way that it has with um, this play that... Um, Co- courage. Am I saying that right? Godali's theater company. Courage. Courage theater. Yeah, courage. It's, but theater. it's spelled not like courage. It's spelled differently. It's spelled like C O E U R. I don't know. Oh, is it really? Anyway, they have a play, a musical called "The Trouble with Words," which which I have just not stopped hearing about from people all over about how amazing this play is. And so I'm I'm going to go see it. It's it got extended like you know twice, and I think it's uh it's going to go for like another month or two. Um, and everybody just raving about it. So it's like that kind of. PR is the is really the only kind of PR that personally yeah. works for me for a 99 seat theater. So
1: Yeah, and um, well it works for it that kind of PR works for anything, any company, you know, any it doesn't even have to be theater, it could be a product, you know. If you yeah. hear from your best friend <clears throat> If you hear from your best friend that something was good, you're much more likely to say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go see that" as opposed to, you know, a, a commercial on television or something. Right, you know? right.
0: Yeah cool interesting
1: conversations well, or interesting. conversations. Yeah. I hope
0: you, I hope you guys don't think we were just talking about ourselves a lot there because we, we were, but it had a, it had a, an angle or a point to it. I, I hope so. Uh, come see <laughs> more cycle. Possibly. <laughs> um, yeah. If, if anybody wants to learn more and maybe watch the, uh, the video we've put together for, uh, for gospel, um, you can go to first and, uh, and check it out. And we really sincerely hope to see you, uh, at the production. Cause we, like we said, I think it's kind of awesome. I've been telling people that if they like 24 Black Hawk Down, The Hurt Locker, that kind of thing, that this is basically the stage equivalent of of those.
1: Ooh, intense. Well, I think it is.
0: I mean, would you agree? Yeah. Uh, I've I just mean, I just I guess I I, I never uh,
1: thought of it like that. Yeah. And I, how perfect that, you know, a few episodes ago you were like people want to sit at home and watch tv and film and so you know hit them hit them where where they know (laughs) hit them where they know hit them at home right it's like 24 and jarhead and and uh it is yeah yeah and they're like oh yeah i want to see black hawk down yeah i like that movie i'll come
0: i'll come see your play yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'll come see your play that's like that movie or television show that i enjoy watching yeah yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) cool man um what else has been keeping you busy besides uh the war cycle and no,
1: uh, nothing. Life life. That's life. it. I feel like I just did my whole what's been keeping my busy, right? Yeah. What's been keeping me busy right now? Um yeah, it's it's been all war cycle and work, basically. Yeah. Gospel cool. according to first God
0: and going to work. Just because I know some of our listeners are gonna ask, um, how's the uh How's the slow carb diet going? Oh, interesting question, sir. Um, it's going well. I've lost
1: about uh, I, somewhere between 15 and 20 pounds. Uh, it's, I haven't weighed
0: myself recently. I that's try- amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. In like two, three months almost. Uh, one month. One month? Yeah. 15 to 20 pounds. That's like a pound a day. Yeah. Yeah. By we, some screwed up math. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> terrible math. Well, a pound every other day. That's like point seven seven three pounds <laughs> pounds a day. Whoa, you're a genius. <laughs> um, yeah, no,
1: it's been great. It's been really great. Um, I, the, my only... Uh, uh, difficulties with it well i've had two one is i really want to be able to work out more than i have been um just that's just a personal goal in general and i, I just i haven't been able to and two is the thing that you end up ha- ha- having to deal with is, is figuring out how to eat enough yeah you know because you need that fuel and because you're not taking in complex carbohydrates you don't feel as full and you're not supposed to count Uh, calories on this diet so you're supposed to eat he literally says you're supposed to eat three to four times as much as you're used to um and that's that's difficult that's that's not an easy task it sounds like oh well i could do that i could eat blah 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 but if you're just eating like this select few things these these select few items like but it makes grocery shopping a treat it's amazing because the other day i went with um with Nelson actually and we went, we went grocery shopping and, and, and like, you know, he was getting his usual stuff and I was going through sort of like getting my slow carb stuff and I, and I, I was done shopping in like five minutes
0: and cause you were like kale and almonds done.
3: Yeah, no, seriously. That's <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like, there's like five things that you can eat and I right. got them all and put them into <laughs> the, the cart no. and then I was like done, you know? So it was, I don't know. It was, it, it was an interesting experience. Like that's cool. I looked at my cart and I was like, Oh, I, that that's that's it that's all yeah. that's all That's all i'm eating right now and that's and and it, that's going to sustain me for like a week and it was cheap this is amazing
0: how do you feel so
1: i feel fantastic yeah. i feel run down be- and I, I know you do too we just talked about this i feel run down about um or because of um going from work play work play work play Um, or I should say, work work rehearsal, rehearsal, work (laughs) rehearsal, work (laughs) rehearsal, which is play, Um, but it's it's difficult play. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'll like start my day. We'll start, uh, at 8am, which means I have to be up by set by uh, six so that I can, eat breakfast and cause you have yeah. to eat breakfast and first thing in the morning uh, on this diet and, and get ready for the day and then go and work a nine hour shift and then go straight to rehearsal. So and you're, you're not getting back till 1130
0: midnight you know, at the earliest. Right, and then do the
1: same thing the next day yeah so, and, and then try to like have a life in there. Like, yeah. like I, w- I had the day off today and all I did was do laundry and wash my dishes. Like, and 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 it was just so i could stay sane and i have a lot of other stuff that i gotta do you know i have i have i want to get people to come see the show i want to invite friends and family i want to like uh you know i want to update the the website for the play you know there's all this stuff
0: that i'm like yeah it's on my plate and i'm just like no that play has to sit on the shelf that's the other half of an actor's work is just promoting and getting people to see your stuff i mean,
1: yeah, well. Yeah. E- I am grateful. I will say, you know, I, I said this before, but you know, uh, the the folks from stone manors are all coming. They're all excited. That's cool. Like literally every person in that office is coming to see the show. Um, I stopped by there uh, the other day and they all asked me about the show, which just felt fantastic. That's cool. Um, uh, Scott, who, as I said before, was a little bit intimidating. when We met last time was super cool. He's like, Hey, what's up, AJ? Like, totally cool with me, joking around. I was like, wow, who's this guy? Um, So it felt really good. And, and so my point being that like, the people who matter to me industry wise are all coming and that feels that feels really good. I feel like I don't have this this sort of pressure or weight of like, okay, I gotta get an agent or my agent to come see the show. I gotta get my manager or a manager to come see the show so that I can get representation. Like I'm not working for yeah. that yeah. and I'm also not working to get the people who do represent me to come. Now it's just you know, I have my performance and if Scott likes my acting, he likes my acting. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. And there's nothing I can do about it.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. I I was just thinking, I was thinking recently about how when I came out here, acting was the complicated kind of like difficult thing to wrap your head around. And the promotion seemed easy. It's just like, just let people know what you're doing. And now it's the exact opposite. Acting seems like such a simple thing to me. And the promotion seems so complex of like, how do you convince people all these different mediums and different yeah. methods? Well, and, and maybe not just promotion. If you kind of blow that up into the
1: business side of the business. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the acting, the creative side does seem very easy. And it's the business side. We've talked about this on the podcast yeah. for two years now. It's like the business side is what seems difficult. Yeah. You know, trying to like, you know, survive just basically you know financially uh is one is one whole thing and then trying to figure out trying to navigate the world of like um you know contacting casting directors and what classes do i go to and where do i actually put what little money i have into my career and you know there's this i know we've said it and i know some of our guests have said it but the business side of the of this whole thing is like 95 percent of it yeah you know and it and that's that's a lot of work. That's, like the, you're work saying, that's the work too. part. Like yeah. you said, like the promoting part. And yeah. then the acting becomes, you know, simple. I, uh, I don't know if i said this on the podcast before, but one thing I'll never forget. I don't know who said it originally, but it was repeated by an actress that I did a show with at the Getty Villa. She said, you know, we were all s- sitting around waiting for, um, some technical thing to be finished. And we were sitting for a long time. And then we did like one quick 32nd scene. And then, we sat around some more and did another quick 30 seconds of the same scene. And we sat around some more and she just tur- she turned and said, she quoted some other actor. I can't remember who it was. Maybe one of our listeners knows. And she said, you get paid to wait the acting you do for free. I loved that. I was like, that's yeah. so true because we would do it for free. And we do. I mean, you and I are in a nine seat theater. That's, that's the epitome of doing, I mean, unless you're like standing on a street corner and just like, you know, m- doing mime or something like right, that. But 99 right. c theater, that's, that's, that's that's like, especially in LA or New York, that's like the epitome of doing this for free. Yeah. We are doing it for free, yeah. you know? So we, and we would, of course we would. It's our passion. It's what we want to do. So we would do it for free. The acting you do for free, you get paid to wait,
0: hmm. you know? Interesting. There's, this is a huge conversation too, to be having. Um, and there's so much I want to go into, but we should actually probably jump into our, Interviews, your our tweet up uh, segment here yeah. we do have some uh, some emails and voicemails that we want to respond to but we're gonna actually put them off till next episode because we want to get into this uh, this tweet up segment here and um, yeah so if you wrote in or you called in look for your response or responses um, in the next couple of episodes yeah and we have a lot of thank yous as well we've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of really wonderful people kind of sending some some financial love our way so yes definitely. Um, Keep an ear out uh, for all that. Enjoy the Tweet Up segment here, and we'll see you guys on the other side.
1: All right, I'm standing here with the three- co-founders of LA Actors Tweet-up, um Ben Whitehair, Lauren Dobbins-Webb, and Tiffany Price. Uh, thank you guys for, for doing this. I really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So glad you could make it out. Yeah, so fun. And
4: there was a fourth co-founder when we started. Junalina Nera was also one of the co-founders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I re- yeah.
1: Remember that. Okay, so Junalina was also sure. involved with the uh, with the creation of this. That's awesome. So, I, I mean, I just want to start out at the beginning, which is why I wanted to talk to you guys first. I, I would really love to hear what inspired this idea um, and, you know, uh, what made you guys decide to, you know, put it in a particular geographic location. You know, just kind of like the ins and outs, the sort of logistics. Does anybody want to kind of take that on?
4: Well, I feel like about, I guess, March of 2010, there were a bunch of actors on Twitter, ourselves included, who were kind of talking and... We are like, hey, we should all meet up, and then it evolved into, hey, we should meet up and invite everyone else on Twitter who is also an actor in L.A. And
2: Yeah, I think we were all on Twitter, and so there's just a really strong community of actors on Twitter who were sharing resources and talking and really helping each other out, and Judalina had been to a conference where she heard about sort of these other tweet-up ideas for various things and, and had the idea to do it for us actors here in L.A., and so we kind of just put it out to Twitter, which was like, hey, any actors who are around L.A., we got... We're here at Busby's East, and that's where we've been uh, each time, and said, why don't you just all come on down? And the first one, I think we had over 150 people show up to the first one, and we've had anywhere between about 150 to 300 people show up. We do them every six weeks. You can find out more information about it on our website, laactorstweetup.com, or follow us on Twitter, at laactorstweetup.com. But really, it just came out of wanting to meet people in person, because Twitter's great, and social networking is wonderful, and it's a great community, but it's that much more powerful when you can see people in person. Sure, that's
1: awesome. So, uh, Busby's, I mean, I imagine, like, you know, I've said this to to Trevor and also our producer, Nelson, who's been to a couple of these. Like, I imagine, like, Busby's loves having this, because you're kind of here on an off night, right, on a Monday night or a Tuesday night, and they probably don't... Do a whole lot of business on a night like this, right? So, uh, I mean, it's good news for everybody, right? It's kind of mutually beneficial.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on a you know Monday or Tuesday night, generally there's not a lot going on. Like, uh, so if you can bring 150 to 300 people to a place to buy food and alcohol, they're they're big fans, and they've been they've been great. And so, you know, we've been uh, been here centrally located, and as far as the logistics of getting everybody here, kind of surprised, I think, even when we started it, at how how much it just spread via the social networks. You know, we kind of just put it out there and started tweeting, and, hey, we're all going to be there, and everybody shared it with their friends and told their other buddies, and people just kind of showed up. And we have the website now just because it's gotten a little bit bigger so people can have a reference point for when it is. But to be honest, we don't do a lot of active promotion for it. It kind of just ends up reaching the people who are active on on Twitter. And and we have a, a Facebook group where you can connect with people in between The tweet ups to share resources and stuff like that and share what shows you're in with the people who you've met there so that's available for people but it really is very much centered around social media that's
1: actually a really great segue because my my next question was going to be about sort of what connections that you're aware of i mean i'm sure i'm going to talk to some of the other actors that are here today um and some of the other people from the industry but what 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 connections are you guys aware of that have taken place at uh, an la actor tweet up and then sort of spread to other things either like creative projects or people you know oh yeah tiffany has one she's raising (laughs) her hand
4: (laughs) well actually at the very first one um mike b nelson and you got a woody um got together and they decided to do a web series like create a web series which ended up starting into a big group which i can't remember what's the
1: name of the web series
4: Wing Dead? Oh, yeah. The name of the web series is Wing Dead, which I think is still in pre-production. But then because they wanted to do that, then it started like a whole group where people can bring their ideas and then form off into littler groups and then they can do their projects and then once a month come together and be like, how are you guys doing? Like, who needs help with what? So that was, like, from the very beginning, which is really awesome.
1: That's great. I, I mean, Trevor and I have talked about that on the podcast before about, you know, not just creating your own work but also building up a, a community of people that also want to, you know, are interested, interested in doing the same thing so that you're all accountable to each other and everybody, you know, has a, a, a task that they can do or multiple tasks, as it were, to do. Um, that's, that's fantastic. Any other, like, concrete examples that you're
5: aware of?
4: I know there's a documentary, a Twitter documentary called 140 Characters. Um, 140 140 Doc. 140 doc. Yeah. Um, and they started it from... It's a group of people who met here, I think, as far as I know, and they've done a full... It's a feature-length documentary. Um, yeah, it looks. I've seen the trailer. It looks really good.
1: Yeah, I think I'm actually... Uh... Set up to to interview them later on. So we'll I'll, I'll ask more about that. Um, did you have another one, Ben?
2: Yeah. Well, there have been a couple other other web series. There have also been a couple relationships that have started from the LA like, African.
1: as in boyfriend girlfriend
2: relationships. Yes. 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 Uh, I know
4: uh, the first one, my friends. Uh-huh. Yep. I shouldn't say their names.
2: Yep. And they're, they're still they're still I believe dating. Yes, they are. Uh, oh. So you know maybe at some point we'll have a, a, an LA actress tweet up wedding. The other thing um, is that...
0: Uh, That'll be the
1: season finale.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. That, that's the peak. We don't know. So the other thing is that um, because of a couple people who were following us uh, and myself on Twitter, the UK Actors Tweet Up started. There are actually four or five actors from London who are in town visiting L.A. who've been to the UK Actors Tweet Up that one of my friends started uh, in the UK. And then there's also a New York Actors tweet-up that started because they were following us and saw that. So there's a tweet-up. Shut up. I know. How cool is that? So, yeah, Aaron Cronican and Marissa Mutaschio run the New York Actors tweet-up, and Angie Pang uh, on Twitter runs the UK Actors tweet-up. So we're we're now global.
1: International, they're spreading like wildfire. I love it. There's these little, just little pockets of uh, you know this this sort of actor community. That's actually probably one of my favorite things about the LA actor meetup is that it, it, it is majority actors you do have a couple of casting directors that show up from time to time you have some vocal coaches I've seen some agents here and uh, managers and that kind of thing um, so it's really great to have them out but I, I do love the sort of the community of actors because I feel like it's really tough especially in a city lo- like Los Angeles where we're so geographically spread out to kind of get together and um, not just you know collaborate on projects but just hang out and you know talk about what's going you know what's going on in our lives inside and outside of the business Um what's your favorite part of the LA actors tweet up I mean maybe not necessarily from like a founders perspective but also from an attendant an attendee perspective
4: I think I just think it's really fun to like come every six weeks and get to see the same group of people and check in it's really a touchstone because I mean Twitter by nature is very you're connected but it's kind of, it can't be impersonal if you don't I like having a face to a handle and it's cool to just know that there's a supportive environment of people just interested in what you're doing and genuinely not coming here to it's an, a different kind of networking because it's. More, I think it's more personal and more kind of genuine.
1: I would say. Well, also, I also feel because it's mostly actors that they're that people aren't necessarily here like trying to sell themselves to any one particular thing. Like, if there's anything that you know, Trevor and I have talked about on the podcast, you know, often is like we don't really like the word networking because it comes with this connotation of like you're just trying to meet someone in order to get something from them. Um, you know, and also, you know, there's there's no I can't remember what can't remember the name of the listener that said this, but one of our listeners said there's no limit to the number of ways that actors can write a check in this town. And one of the the other so the other thing that I love most about uh, the LA Actors tweet up is that it's free.
2: The other thing that we found from the very first tweet up we had, we, we say that it's ninety nine percent Wactor free here. And what we mean by that is that uh, Define
1: Wactor, sir. <laughs>
2: You know, a wacky actor. The actor who shows up with their headshot and is like, hey, you know, the the negative connotations that network can get of like, hey, there's a casting director here. Hey, put me in your thing. Put me in your movie. What's going on? Like, I'm an actor. I really want to work. Can I be in your next movie? And uh, there aren't really any of those here. Uh, I mean, it's L.A., so every once in a while you never know. But basically, it's... uh, What I'm saying is that it's a really stellar group of people. And we were pleasantly surprised because it's totally open. It's completely... If you're on the Internet and you hear about it, you can show up. So there was partly a concern that... You know, I don't know, we weren't really sure who would show up, and it's been an amazing group of people who are, like we talked about earlier, starting their own web series, self-producing. They're in classes and helping out and being supportive and, and all of those things. So it's really been very gratifying just to see the, the caliber of actor who shows up and see that every, every six weeks. Because I would say we have about half of the people at every TweetUp who are sort of maybe the regulars, and about half of the people who just kind of heard about it through Twitter or somewhere else and show up, and consistently everybody who's here... It's just stellar, and so it's really nice to see that group of actors in L.A., because you don't always see that, or you don't always hear about that. I think actors can get almost a, a bad reputation in the city, and the tweet doing everything it can to uh, put that to rest. I want actors to show up to this to have
1: fun and meet other actors and just kind of chill and hang out. I, I if, if, you, if you sort of put out the perception that you're... You, that, you know, this thing is put together so that actors can show up and, and book work, you're going to have a lot of actors start to show up, you know what I mean? And that's, yes. that's what's going to draw that sort of energy. And so, you know, I, I'm glad that, that it's not uh, the norm or the expectation, um, you no. know. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think uh, you guys uh, have a, a, a really great thing going here. I hope that uh, people listening to this will, if you're in Los Angeles, they'll, they'll kind of show up. And um, thank you so much for, you know, being on the show.
2: Yeah, I really appreciate it, for sure. If you guys, please follow us on Twitter if you want more information, at LA Actors Tweet Up. And again, the website, LAactorsTweetUp.com. There's also links to the, the New York Actors Tweet Up and the UK Actors Tweet Up for you listeners in those cities. Go check them out. Great, again, very good groups of people, good to know. And we really appreciate you guys coming out.
4: And if you're an actor on Twitter in another city, let us know if you start your own Your City Actors Tweet Up.
1: That's true. That's true. We could have them popping up all over the place. Atlanta and San Francisco, who knows? that would be amazing. So, I'm standing here with longtime podcast listener. First time is this your first time actually being on the show, like your voice on the show as opposed to an email on the show? Yes,
6: yeah, my first time my voice is on the show cuz I always send emails or tweets.
1: <laughs> None other than the famous at the Gen Levin, Gen Levin uh, from Twitter, and Mike B Nelson, also semi-famous for his uh, giant uh, Twitter handle T-shirts <laughs> that he
7: makes, and uh, and uh, uh, is now selling at the a- LA Actors Tweetup. Is that right? Oh yeah, well, you know we teamed up with the LA Actors Tweetup. I thought it was kind of a an evolution of the name tag. Put it on the shirt, you know. So I figured, why not do something different and. It kind of makes it to where you don't have to sort of zoom in on everyone's chest as you're walking up to them. You know, you see it from afar,
1: which can be hazardous for the females. Oh, yeah. I I have heard. Oh yeah. So yes. <laughs> so let, let's start out talking to you guys as as actors as attendees to LA Actors' tweet no. What brought you here in the first place? What bring, what brings you back? You know, every every six weeks. So I think I've seen I think I've seen you, both
7: of you at every single one that I've ever been to. So. Yeah. I've been here since uh, the first tweet-up. And I feel like along with that, it's like some prestige, you know? There's <laughs> uh, some bragging rights. <laughs> you know, it kind of started off, um, well, just the whole community that we have in itself. Just aside from the tweet-up. I mean, it's something so groundbreaking that actors ten years ago didn't have. You know, and maybe it was more competition. And now it feels more of like a community. And so this tweet-up kind of puts a face to the, to the avatar, you know where you you kind of you follow somebody but you don't you don't necessarily get to see their you know their personality face to face you know you're kind of just reading 140 character jokes or their daily you know life but you don't ever get to like sit there and kind of schmooze with them face to face so that's what I love about these you kind of just get together with everyone and i mean yeah it is a networking event but you know hey we're just here to you know we're here we're all in the same boat you know tom cruise isn't here You know, we're all here just hanging out and just kind of swapping stories, you know. So,
1: Jim, what what brought you here? What keeps you coming back?
6: I, unfortunately, did not make it to the very first tweet-up ever. I made it to the very second tweet-up ever, which was the crazy hat party and I know Ben Whitehair from the Actors Network and from other events and from Twitter and he was encouraging me to come and he was like, you get to wear a crazy hat and I have a safari hat that I always want to bust out at some point. So that was a like, great excuse.
1: Because where else could you wear it? <laughs> right.
6: Exactly. I Maybe run...
1: Disneyland. San Diego Zoo.
6: <laughs> exactly, so I came to the tweet up, met a ton of great people and I've learned that the community of actors, it is small, But it's a smaller group of people that you get to meet who are motivated and are on the right path and are in the same mindset as you. And that's what I found with this group is a lot of dedicated, motivated actors, a lot of whom are into creating their own work. And that's something that i had been lacking in my life. And I found people like Mike who pushed me to do that. And that's something that I don't think I would have been able to find elsewhere.
1: That's amazing. Everybody keeps... Giving me these perfect segues into into this because I, I got I, my next question was going to be: Do you have any concrete examples of how you are sort of taking uh, the relationships um, that you've that you've created here and bringing them sort of outside of the tweet-up. Like. What what have you been cast in anything? Have you gotten together with a group of friends to like you know create things? What 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 any concrete examples like that?
6: Well, Mike and I, along with um, Liz Brown, who is Liz B. Liu on Twitter, and Alicia Ying, who is Alicia Ying on Twitter, um, we actually create a documentary called "140 Characters." Um, our Twitter handle is at 140doc, and it's a documentary about the power, the positive power of Twitter. And our entire group came together because of Twitter. We probably would not have met elsewhere. I don't think I actually met Mike until the Crazy Hat tweet up in person. But we'd been tweeting each other for a while. And we got together. We created this amazing documentary. um, And it's just not just actors are getting benefits out of Twitter. And that's what I find so important. We have uh, the grilled cheese truck as one of our subjects who who doesn't love a grilled cheese sandwich. We do have an actress who actually got into her favorite uh, musician's music video through Twitter. So there's a great example of an actor getting a job via Twitter. And we have some other amazing powerful stories that people can see about on our website or on our Twitter account. But as far as me personally getting a job on Twitter through Twitter, I'm working on it so hopefully one day I'll have my own incredible Twitter success story. I'm happy now just to share other people's stories.
1: Your your documentary was one of the things that the founders actually mentioned as something that concrete that came out of the tweet-up, So that's that's pretty cool. Wow, wow. Mike, do you have any uh, any other examples besides the doc besides the documentary that uh, of uh, any success stories that you have either experienced yourself or you've heard of?
7: You know, um, well, basically through our Twitter community, uh, we started a, a little creative collective. And we kind of, this was pre Twitter documentary. And basically, I just wanted to kind of get together with like minded artists and, I mean, anyone. You know, I wanted writers, actors, producers, directors, anybody that just wanted to get together and collaborate. You know, I think that's always the hardest thing is to kind of outsource for resources. So we just wanted to get together with people and just create our own content. That's so huge right now. I know everyone's doing it, but it's like, you know, hey, why not, you know, it's the two heads are better than one. So why not get together and like bring these stories to life or bring these ideas to life? And that's how the Twitter documentary came about. And uh, that's maybe my most notable success story from Twitter, but it's about Twitter. It's from Twitter. People were here at the tweet up, you know, uh, sharing these moments with everyone. So
1: do you do you and this sort of group of uh, of artists still still get together? I mean, besides the Outside of the documentary?
7: You know, we do everything, yeah. We uh, we write sketch comedy. Uh, I'm currently writing a short film with a couple people. Uh, we have a reality show pitch that's in the works. Uh, we're doing the documentary. So, I mean, we're just... We're, it's like a huge tree, and there's tons of branches, and, you know, it's ever-expanding, so...
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful analogy. I might. I might.
7: The imagery on that one. <laughs> the the
1: tree—it's just a beautiful tree, and it's growing. It grew. It started with the seed, it's and now a it's.
7: Stoner it. thing to say.
1: I love it.
6: It started with a seed <laughs> called Mike V. <Bean> <laughs> yeah.
1: I love it. I love it. In there fact, uh, I think that is a, a beautiful note to end on. Thank you, guys, so much. I really appreciate it. AJ, appreciate the time, man. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, guys, I am standing here with someone who's actually been on the podcast before, Mr. Jean Rogero from ActorRated. How's it going, man? It's going good. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for asking. You, the last time we talked to you, I think, was at uh, ActorFest, so we keep running into each other at these live events. It's pretty cool.
5: That's right. ActorFest back in uh, November, if I remember right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was ActorFest 2010, right?
5: Yes, 2010. That's right. Um Is this your first L.A. Actors tweet-up? It is. It is. You know, when I came here, I expected to see everybody lining the walls on their iPhones and Blackberries tweeting. I didn't realize you actually (laughs) had to to talk to people. I totally wasn't prepared for this.
1: You thought it was just a bunch of people meeting in a room tweeting at each
5: other. I did. I was like, oh, I'm going to be great at this because, you know, I get all nervous anyway. So I figured I'd just play on my phone. But People are actually talking and drinking and socializing. It's like any other networking event. Totally unprepared.
1: God forbid we talk and (laughs) drink and have a good time. So, uh, what... Did you, did you come out for any particular reason other than just tell people about Acturated?
5: Uh, you know, I was just talking to, to Ben Whitehair, uh, who I guess organizes this and does an amazing job getting the word out. And he said, you know, you should come by tonight. And I said, you know what, I haven't been to an L.A. tweet-up. I'm going to come and check it out and see what it's all about and just kind of mingle a little bit.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, have you encountered people who know about Acturated and encountered people who don't know about it?
5: I have. The ratio right now, I'd say amazingly and wonderfully thankful for this, but about 75% know what actor rated it is. Oh, perfect. Uh, and about 25% weren't aware of it, so I got to do the little uh, spiel that we do saying how it's, you know, the free service where they rate and review things. And, uh, yeah, it's been good. It's nice seeing people who recognize the service, and I can just kind of thank them for being part of it.
1: Yeah, sure. I, so you, you know you've got sort of the Twitter... The Twitter uh, uh, group lock on lockdown. Everybody, everybody who's on Twitter. They they know about Actorated, or, or at least three fourths of them do, right? <laughs> so, this uh, episode marks the official first episode of actor-rated sponsorship of Inside Acting. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about? I mean, you know, we, we talked to you about this back in uh, in November. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what Actorated is and, uh, and 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 what you guys do for actors?
5: Sure. Well, the best way to describe Actorated is to call it the Yelp for actors. So just like you go on Yelp to look up restaurants, you go on Actorated to look up headshot photographers, classes, workshops, and, and things like that. And in addition to the ratings and reviews, we also have a great article side of things uh, on our blog, where there's hundreds of great articles about how to, you know, get your headshot taken and how to find a manager, an agent, and just really informative things like that. A few times a month, we do uh, free workshops. We're doing a CD workshop next month. We're doing a couple of seminars with different people, some celebrities who've been around. We just want to come out and share their information. We're trying to, to build a community of actors to help them support each other, and that's pretty much what Accurate is all about.
1: And this is all free, like even the even the extracurricular stuff, like the workshops and that kind of thing?
5: It's all free, 100% free. A uh, little disclaimer, the only thing that we charge for right now is our Star Card, which is a discount card for actors, which is completely optional, of course. You do not have to get this to participate in the site or any of our free workshops. It's only $10. And right now we have about 80 businesses between L.A. and New York, and the discounts are incredible. It's $150 off headshots, $50 off of the CD workshops, in total, it's about $4,000 for discounts for 10 bucks. I mean, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer, honestly. But optional. You don't have to get it to participate.
1: So it's kind of like Actorated's membership card. It's like the, the inside members.
5: Pretty much, yeah. Just come on out, check it out, and save some money, I guess. Okay,
1: awesome. Now, um, because Trevor and I are so... Um, I don't know what the word is. Interested in maintaining our integrity on the podcast? I'm going to ask you a couple of hard-hitting questions and be. Able, I'm going to do my my okay. due diligence to be a journalist here. All right, I'm ready. Um, and you know, there's been a lot of of talk lately. I, I even heard a story on NPR about this recently about uh, sites like Yelp and Amazon. Um, and, uh, you know, any place that is sort of an uh, online marketplace kind of um, hiring people to kind of pad certain reviews or having, or, or, or the companies themselves hiring people to pad reviews. And, of course, these places like Yelp, like Amazon, have, you know, uh, computer algorithms and people whose entire full-time job is to make sure that this doesn't happen what kind of stuff do you guys have in place to activate it to make sure that like all of the ratings are fair the reviews are fair and that you're trying to maintain the integrity of your website just like we're trying to maintain the integrity of the podcast
5: Sure. I mean, like like Yelp and like those other sites, we, we do have to maintain the integrity of the site. That's definitely a priority for us, and that comes in two different levels. One is from the actor's point of view, making sure that they can post anonymously if they choose to so that businesses or acting coaches can't come after them if they post a negative review. We've had that happen a few times now, and we had to actually get involved in discussions with the companies saying you can't do this. You can't go after an actor because they leave you a bad review. That's just not right. Like. It's important that our reviews are honest from the actors and we want them to feel safe. So we just recently uh, made it so that they can leave an anonymous review. Uh, While it's anonymous publicly, we can track IPs and it is attached to a user account. We do know that these are real people. It's not like some robot or whatever leaving a review. From the business side of things, we maintain a, uh, a strict policy where we have to make sure that each person who leaves a review has an account, which, again, is attached to an IP, a separate IP. So if someone's sitting at home on their home computer from a business leaving like 10 reviews for their company, it's not going to work. You can't, you can't just go and make new accounts and start leaving reviews. I love that. Yeah, that's not right either. So we, we try to balance both sides so that it's, it's good for the business to get fair and honest reviews, but it's also safe for the actor to feel that they can be honest and participate in our community without any kind of retribution.
1: I love it. I love it. It's, it's amazing. I, I love that there... I love that. It, it, it just makes so much sense to me. Like something like this never existed before. Like you know, uh, oh yeah, tell the story of uh, of how you came up with it. Because lo- it, it was somebody it was your girlfriend or somebody who was like looking for a headshot yeah. photographer, right? Is that is that right?
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, I get asked this all the time. How'd you guys come up with Actorated? basically the story goes is my my girlfriend was sitting at home she's an actress uh who was just on true blood last week shameless clock yeah um so basically uh she's like i gotta find a headshot photographer i I just don't know where to find one i said well where do you guys go now like oh you know we have these online communities like hollywood happy hour which is fantastic and you know, these forums and other sites, and she'll just call all of her friends. I said, isn't there a place you can go that is kind of like Yelp, where you can just see what people think and, like, not spend eight hours or ten days or whatever just getting feedback and waiting for people to email you? And she's like, well, no. I said, all right, well, let's do it. And so that's that's pretty much how it was born.
1: I love that. And that's and that's actually one of the, you know, um, Trevor and I are going to talk about this uh uh, outside of, uh, of this interview but um, that's one of the things that, that made us so comfortable with bringing you guys on as, as a sponsor because we worry about having actor services as sponsors because you know there could be you know if a headshot photographer wants to sponsor us there's a million headshot photographers if a casting director workshop wants to sponsor us there's a million casting director workshops so it's like um, we're you know that, that would be us you know putting our stamp of approval on that one thing the thing about you guys is A there's nothing else like it period, um, unless you use Yelp or something like that, but that's not actor-specific, and and B, um, it's it's totally free, and and as we just heard, unbiased, and that's what I wanted to make sure, and that's why I asked that question, because we wanted to make sure that it's unbiased, so that you guys just sort of like are kind of the, the bedrock, you kind of float above or stay underneath supporting the actors, um, and these services just kind of Use your site to reach actors, and actors use the site to kind of reach those services.
5: Exactly. We're trying to be the middleman, the, the manager of the community to kind of bring businesses and actors together so that everybody wins.
1: Well, it's a perfect uh, opportunity for you to, to talk to said community here at the LA Actors Tweet Up. Tweet up and um, we're really glad that you took the time to talk to us as well.
5: Great. Thanks so much. Appreciate it.
1: I am so, so very excited. To be sitting here with not one, but two alums of Inside Acting, Ms. Bonnie Gillespie and Ms. Lori Records. Thank you so much, you guys, for doing this. Hey, hi, you Rock. Hi. You do, Rock. You both do, and I love you so much. So, you are the first casting directors that I have talked to tonight, and I you know, I'm just kind of going around getting people's perspective on the, the tweet up, why they come, what in, you know what, what got them to come what inspired them to first come and what keeps them coming back week after you know not week after week but you know time after time they're, they're six weeks apart. I've been to a handful of these and I've seen one or both of you at almost every single one. So what is it that brings a casting director in particular to an event like this?
3: I'm a fan of the Twitter. I was on the Twitter before I was on the Facebook. I connected with many an actor using Twitter way before uh, social networking as it became known through Facebook. So I got to know people through their app replies and really started engaging with people using Twitter and going and investigating more about them because of the intelligent things that they would say in response to things that I posted. And I found, like, wow, the yes and of Twitter actually would make me go farther down the rabbit hole than something like Facebook, where you comment on something I may never actually go click on your page. But if you at Reply Me on Twitter and you're interesting and entertaining and a little bit intelligent, I may go click on your profile and see what you're about. Maybe look at your actor profile, and then a submission will come across on a project I'm casting, and I go... Whoa, that's the guy from Twitter. I remember him. He's he's not crazy, or at least doesn't come across as crazy. Let's find out. Let's let's give him a chance. Let's bring him in the room. So the the let's bring him in the room thing doesn't happen often enough for me. Lori casts way more frequently than I do. So uh, for me, getting to come to an event like the tweet Up was a no-brainer because it was going to give me an opportunity to meet in person some of the people that I had connected with on Twitter and find out for a fact if they're whackers or actors. And because they are almost all non whackers I keep coming back.
8: I completely agree with Bonnie. And in addition, um, the chance because we have connected with these actors on Twitter, most of them, a lot of them, um, just the... I can come for an hour and I can actually see Actually, what somebody looks like so I know that they do or do not look like their headshot. I get to hear their voice. I get to know how old I can assess how old they really are versus what I think that they are in their headshot. You know, um, I I get to cut out a lot of mistakes, quote-unquote mistakes, that I might make as a casting director because I believe um, an actor's headshot, which we all know that is very often not such a great thing to do uh so so i get the chance to you know meet at a room full of actors that i've already connected with to actually know what they look like to actually know what they sound like i get a vibe i get their personality um so my success as a casting director is better and uh and i also get to hear about uh like current actor issues if that makes sense Oh, yeah. and, um, and and I find that uh, appropriate and helpful for when I write articles and and stuff like that as well.
3: Yeah, I, I was going to say that one of, one of the things that's different about about bo- both Lori and myself is that we are writers for actors, and there are very few casting directors who ha- also have the job of writing regularly for actors, and so it's. There there may be a whole group of casting directors out there who have no interest in coming to physical events because they don't need to connect with actors any more than they already do we need to connect with actors not just because of our jobs in casting but because we need to write to what your issues are. And, and if we show up to an event and everybody's bitching about some new policy at some, you know, IMDB's now showing your age twice or some I don't know, whatever whatever the latest outrage is, we need to know about it because we probably need to write Because about then it. we can write about yeah. it. It's like, yeah. it's great
8: uh, material for yeah. writing, I think.
1: I love that you both said the words Actor Issues. <laughs> As if, you know, you got them. As if, yeah, as if they were our, our our problem. We do. We have a we have a lot. We have a lot of them. We have a lot of them. Uh, but I mean, I have to ask, I guess, just to kind of contextualize. Do you have any examples, like maybe current examples of like like quote unquote? I mean, you don't have to like dive into them that people can go on and read your 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 blog about that. But but what are some? Give me some topic sentences. What are sort of, what's sort of affecting people right now?
3: I would say one of the, the major ones that hit me when I was here was uh, pr- probably last year. One, one of the tweet-ups last year was that there were a lot of people um, uh, up in arms about the IMDb age issue, which I, I hit on because IMDb had started agreeing to hide it from the pro side, but it was still available on the non-pro side, which meant that we were just one click away from actually finding out actor's age if it's on there. And, and how huge an issue actors feel that that is, that if a casting director knows your age, it absolutely is going to block you from a casting opportunity. And it allowed me to to take a moment and write about that and say, guys, it's not. Because it's your perceived age. It, it, It may make a difference... If somebody needs it as a reason to say that's why you didn't get cast, but I can guarantee you it's actually not why you got cast. It's just the reason that was given, because you can't negotiate your way out of that number. So, to to, hear, to be here and hear, like, 27 people talk to me about AIDS showing up on IMDb, and they're keeping me out of work. And I'm like, they're not. It's, it's just it's like when people say, I couldn't cast you because you're not SAG. That's not actually the reason. It's just the reason they gave you because you can't fix it by the time the shoot happens.
1: That is, it's really interesting to get your perspective on that because it's actually something we have talked about that that issue specifically on the podcast, and it's an actor issue. It, it, it it is an actor issue. There it is, and and. Yeah, and and it, you know we we had a we had several episodes where it came up multiple times. We had people writing in and calling in, kind of you know it was a it was a big discussion, and you know a lot of different perspectives came up. So I'm glad to have the the casting director perspective on it. That's really interesting. Um, so you mentioned the ability to see actors in person, kind of like see their you know what they look like you know quote unquote in real life actually look like and not you know their 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 headshot look um do you have any concrete examples of where people have actually gotten cast because you came to an event like this or or is it more about just like getting to know people so that you have more people to bring in the room when you have those auditions
8: for me it's it's not an example of of someone getting cast but definitely an example of of me being willing to call someone in for an audition. Um, if, if I actually know what you look like, you know, no gamble. I know what you look like. So I'm sure I've seen your headshot, but I actually know, AJ, I know what you look like. So there's no gamble for me, and I happen to know that you can act and blah, blah, blah. So yay, I'll call you in. Um, but but if I had never seen you act before... I've seen your face and I've heard your voice. I know how tall you are. I know your build. Um, So it's much less of a gamble for me to call you in, even if I don't know your acting ability, to call you in for a commercial because I've seen you. And I know that you're not lying on, on your online profile when so many actors do. You, you can't rely so sadly on their photos and even their stats, even their height, weight, and whatnot, because there are so many lies. So the fact that, um, you know, that I can see and meet actors here, I actually know what they look like. So that can absolutely get you in the room because you are less of a gamble um, for me to call in than somebody that I have no idea because I've never seen them.
1: We have a, a, we, we have a definite no-lying policy on the podcast where we constantly harp on, on you know, no-lying on the resume, no-lying on your stats, as you said, um, so, uh, you know, always always good to have that kind of thing uh, reinforced. Now, Bonnie, I, I wanted to ask you specifically about, I wanted to have you do a little bit of a, a compare and contrast because you basically started, right, Hollywood Happy Hour. Um, so you've talked about it on the podcast before, but I want you to kind of remind people briefly what it is and then do a little bit of a compare and contrast between that and what L.A. Actors Tweet Up is and kind of, you know, uh, you know the, the I don't want to say the pros and cons of both, but what makes them different, basically? Well,
3: the, the purpose of Hollywood Happy Hour has definitely evolved, evolved from the very beginning. So I would
1: say... As it exists now, yeah. I guess.
3: Right, yeah. So, so taking a look at... Most recent Hollywood Happy Hour events and the composition of the population at the L.A. Actors tweet up, I don't think it's that different. Um,
8: except, but, but hasn't? I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, um, no. no. Uh, but Hollywood Happy Hour also it consists of more than just events. Does oh, it not? For
3: sure.
8: So, so I would say that um, where great value is with Hollywood Happy Hour is more the day to the day stuff. Um, Yahoo the Yahoo group. The yeah. Yahoo group, yes. So that's that's what I was getting at. Um, was that, you know, I've been to at least one event, and yes, they're very similar to uh, the LA actors' tweet up. But um, what I would say that is the most valuable about Hollywood Happy Hour right now is the day to day Yahoo group chat. What do you call that?
3: Message board. Okay, yeah, okay. Or email list. It's
8: truly a daily effort. There, you yeah. know, there's always. Actor issues,
3: or or um, <laughs> which is funny, is be called the actor uh, <laughs> issues episode. Inside actors.
8: But you know, there's there's always stuff to talk about. That's why there's you know, Bonnie writes endlessly for actors, and 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 I write you know a little less than she does. But you All know, there's, the there's, there's there's always stuff to talk about because you know the industry is always evolving. So I believe that something that's very valuable about Hollywood Happy Hour um, that you know the LA actors' tweet up hasn't gone there, which is totally fine, is the day-to-day community discussion of whatever is going on in the industry. Yes and
3: no. Yes and no, because the L.A. Actors Tweet Up community meets every day online on on Twitter. Twitter. Absolutely. So, to be fair, I I think the community exists online for both populations. I agree. But here's what I think that actors need to understand when they're listening to this podcast and thinking about when they tweet. And when they post on a place like the Hollywood Happy Hour Yahoo group, there are people paying attention to what they're saying. When they're bitching about their agent, when they're complaining about their manager, when they're bitching about a casting director who put out a casting notice or wouldn't reschedule them or see them early, there are people who are in a position to cast them, watching this behavior. And then when that actor's headshot comes across on Actors Access Rally Casting or in any kind of submission, there is this immediate connect that goes, oh, right, I know you. Bonnie,
8: you win the Nugget of the Night Award. I I can't, I, if I can, if you could see me jumping up and down, if, if I could right now, I would. Because that is so true. You never know, I, you know, and whatever, I read it, but I'm not the only one. I read and listen to stuff the actors say all the time. Whatever you're putting out there on the internet, whether it's Twitter or Hollywood Happy Hour or where Facebook, whatever, people are reading it. People that can call you in the industry that have power to do something for you. And if you're being a jackass, it is noted
3: all the time.
1: So an event like this just really gives us an opportunity <laughs> to put our foot in our mouth in person.
7: <laughs>
3: An opportunity, an event like this gives you an opportunity to right the online wrongs, or or nice. cement
8: exactly what we already thought about you. But for the most part, this is a pretty uh, it's a pretty cool spot to to come. I, you know, I think the the caliber of, of people that come here are it's good, and um, sure. and to me, it seems like a supportive group of of people with a common goal.
5: Thank
1: you guys so much. I love you both. Thank you for being on the show again. Bonnie, you're a third time. Lori. you're a (laughs) second.
8: She always wins. She always wins. And
1: I really appreciate it. I'm I'm glad to see you guys here, and I'm glad that you keep coming back and and being a part of this community. It's really great.
3: It's good people.
1: Why do you come to the L.A. Actors Tweet-Up?
5: I come to meet real actors
1: going through the same things that I'm going through right now and are sticking through it.
7: I come because uh, I'm new to the area and I really wanted to get
8: an idea of how things work from people who were working with industry. I come because I'm visiting LA, I needed something to do and I want to meet people in the industry.
5: I come to the LA Actors Tweet Up because it's a great way to reconnect with Colleagues in the business that are, that are working to make their own projects. It's a good time to check in and catch up with them. It's a good time to meet new people. Uh, as someone who's a director and an actor, it's good to see who else is out there who I might want to work with in different capacities. And it's a great way to remind yourself, oh yeah, let me go talk to so-and-so. Um, and you can't sit in your room and work on monologues and work on your script and edit your stuff all the time, you gotta come out. You gotta be social. You gotta check in and um, and get a drink and mingle.
6: Okay, uh, I come to the Tweet Up because there's a lot of really great people here, non-wackier actors that know their thing. They're on top of their game, taking it seriously. Um, it's a great place to meet new people in a professional yet casual, comfortable environment. And uh, being a musician who's breaking into the acting industry. I'm getting some of the best networks and best resources and making some of the best friends that I've made in L.A. so far.
2: Uh, I come to the Actors' uh, Tweet-Up for the camaraderie. Um, There are a lot of great people here. Uh, It's a great way to meet people in the industry, but it's also just a great way to meet people in L.A. and make friends.
8: I come
4: to the L.A. Actors' Tweet-Up because... I know nobody in this town, and it's nice to actually
6: meet people who have the same mindset
4: as I do, and
0: uh, be able to have a drink with them, and get to know people, and hopefully make some friends. Okay, guys, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed our Tweet Up segment. Some good stuff in there. Um, we have to uh, wrap this episode up because we have to get to rehearsal. <laughs> but before we Surprise, do that, surprise. I know, a story of our lives. Uh, but before we do that, um, uh, your pick of the week, my friend.
1: Uh, my pick of the week is... Spotify. A lot of you have probably already heard about this. This is a service that's been around for a really long time. So if you're listening to this and you're in the UK, you're like Pff, pick of the week, pick of like a few years ago. Yeah. Well, come on. We're in the U S we just got it. Um, it's a service that is, uh, sort of like Pandora in a way it's basically, uh, it gives you access to like all music of all time ever. I think, like, I don't think there's anything that they don't have. Um, unlike pandora you don't create stations where you listen to similar music which is what i like about pandora and i love that service and i and i um i've met tim westergren and he's a great guy um with see is, spotify, he the, uh, is he the owner he's the ceo he's CEO, okay. ceo and founder of of, of cool uh, pandora um <clears throat> spotify is allows you to basically do a search for any artist or song or whatever and then you can
0: just play it right then and there so, without owning it, without downloading yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's, it exists online. Um, and for free, you can do this on your computer. If you want to have it on any of your mobile, mobile devices and you want to be able to have a, a, a cache of, I can't remember how large the cache is, um, you can pay for a premium account, which is like 10 bucks a month, I think. Something like that. Um, <clears throat> just do a Google search, Spotify. It might even be Spotify.com, uh, Spotify. Spotify. Mm. And um, you can you can check it out, but the free one for your for your Mac or PC
0: is just f- fantastic. I was just looking at the video of that the other day, and it looks like something Apple would buy <laughs> <laughs> and, and put into a future version of iTunes. Well,
1: Apple bought um, <clears throat> LaLa and haven't done anything with it. LaLa was this uh, sort of online music service where you could store your 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 music. I mean, I guess. Maybe they did. maybe maybe that's what iTunes, that what match. iTunes matches. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what what happened with uh, with La as It became iTunes match. Um, but yeah, they had this huge server bank in yeah. South Carolina or something where they're storing all this stuff. So isn't it it's amazing, kind of interesting
0: how quickly we moved into the download era of music, and now how quickly we're moving out of the download area era. You know, it was like yeah. it was like vinyl, cassette tapes, CDs. <sighs> mp3 streaming you know like, it was like <laughs> mp3s only had like you know a decade when there were like the current technology and now it's like who downloads anymore everybody just stream stuff you forgot about wax Oh, wax. <laughs> you skipped wax and went straight to vinyl and parchment and all that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> parchment. Um, cool. So what's your what? pick of the week? Is, it, it, your- is Spotify.com? I think so. Okay. I, have, I, I, will put it on the website. Cool. Uh, my pick of the week is something you can look at on Spotify. Um, one of my favorite bands, um, think F I N K. They're a British group and they just came out with a new album, a new full length album. Uh, what's today? The 20, 21st. So like three days ago, their album came out. It's called perfect darkness. And, um, it's just awesome. It's just like really kind of, it's hard to describe. It's like alternative acoustic folk rock. Um, but it's not folky. I don't know how to describe it. Go check it out. Think. It's really good. If you want a kind of good starter song to look for to kind of get a good feel for what they do, search for, uh, Little Blue Mailbox or Pretty Little Thing. Both of those songs are great songs. And, of course, the new album, Perfect Darkness, is fantastic. So um, that is my pick of the week. And you can uh, find their website at thinkworld.co.uk.
1: There you go. It's perfect. Basically, you just have homework to do. Yeah, or or just Spotify. Just, yeah, just go on to Spotify, uh, download that shite, and uh, and look up Fink. That's awesome.
0: <clears throat> so I think that does it for episode 57. Uh, there are a lot of different ways that you guys can support the podcast. Um, if you'd like, you can obviously tell all your friends about how awesome this <laughs> talk is, as we hope. And, of course, if it's not awesome, tell us what's not awesome about it, and we'll fix it and make it awesome. Um, and, uh, of course, you can uh, you can find us on iTunes and leave a review. You can email us. Uh, gosh, I'm all over the place. I'm scatterbrained because I'm in re- I'm going into rehearsal mode. It's almost 630. Um, what, what am I trying to say? Email us. I have us. no idea. You can email, let's start with email. You can email us at InsideActingPodcast uh, at gmail.com. You can call us at 213 Actors. Actors. That's 213 222 8677. Seven. Literally, my brain is like shifting over to like my lines now. <laughs>
1: All um, right, I'll take over. You take over. Twitter.com <laughs> slash Inside Acting, Facebook.com slash Inside Acting. You can find us on iTunes by doing a search for Inside Acting, and you can also find us on Actor Rated, our new sponsor, by going to actorrated.com and just doing a search for inside acting uh anything i'm leaving out oh yes you can donate you can donate at our <laughs> website by going to www.insideactingpodcast.com on the right hand side you'll see two ways to donate you can either do it in one large large lump sum or two largest two 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 larges, two double large extra extra large lump sum <laughs> or uh sign up for a subscription uh where you basically donate three five ten or twenty dollars a month Uh, to the podcast if you find something of value it's a great way to sort of give back to us and to the community that gets so much out of the podcast
0: yeah cool so thank you everybody thanks for listening we're gonna go to rehearsal now (laughs) thanks for for picking that up that was really good by the way um for episode 57 i'm trevor algod
1: i'm aj meyer we'll see you next time and in the meantime believe it from your core